Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. sunny all the time. Well, sunny and, you know, the, the type of, like, part-time work that I do, it still allows me to be creative and to be interacting with people one-on-one and, and I feel like there's certain, I don't know, like, muscles in my brain that are activated and, yeah, I mean, and, and also, you know, you drive 15 minutes out of the city and then you can hike or I go fishing a lot or, wow. you know, it's a huge, huge fitness this area here yeah go on the beach I think the biggest thing is here is like you have to make sure especially for me that the biceps the chest so you know <laughs> I've already shared with with several friends here how you like to keep the cuffs on the short sleeve shirts very nice and tight <laughs> you, you can't you can't stretch those out no it's actually funny so my parents were just visiting um, which was amazing it was the first time they actually visited I've been here now two years and it was the first time that was great anyway my mom was giving me a hug and she started putting her fingers through my sleeve and I got mad I was like, oh, <laughs> and how are your parents doing good I feel like my family as a whole I feel like everyone's in a really really good place right now which is rare but yeah they're doing good it was great to see them it was great to show them around uh, we had a family wedding in Arizona um, so I, I got to actually meet like a bunch of cousins that I've never met before. It was, yeah, it was really, really special, and they just left a few days ago. Yeah. Nice. Well, what are some of the jobs that you're doing You know, in between acting gigs and stuff that you were saying fulfills you? Yeah, so I do a lot of marketing work, infield marketing work, brand investor work, whatever you want to call it. So essentially, I work for different agencies, and I represent different companies, and I work concerts and festivals and auto shows and a bunch of different stuff. The good thing with it is, is that, like, for the most part, everyone that works these type of jobs, they are creatives. And it's great because I can literally work a three-day event and, like, my rent is paid. And then I have the flexibility to still audition and to, and to do stuff. Recently, I've started to, like, manage a bunch of events. And I think with uh, moving forward for, like, next year, I think I might want to... I don't know, find something a little more stable-ish. Not saying like that's the route I want to go down, but it definitely fulfills me in different ways, and you can make good money. But of course, my main focus is still acting, and I started out pursuing musical theater. I've been doing it my whole life. I started working professionally when I was 17. Uh, Yeah, from there, I was just auditioning and fortunately booking jobs and some good regional jobs. And then, uh, I think it was the National Tour of Website Story. I booked that when I was 19, I think. I think 19 or 20. Funny enough, quick story. Uh, for that, I auditioned three times for that. First time I auditioned was for the National Tour. No, sorry, the International Tour. That was the first time. And then they fit me for costumes. I got all the way down to the end. Nothing happened with that. The second time I was 
specifically. So for that audition, it was always <clears throat> dancing to Cool. And I just remember just screaming my lungs out and just literally just living in that choreography. Essentially, the context for that is, you know, everyone's everyone's just holding in all this pent-up aggression and it, at times just fucking just, just let it out. So I did. And... I guess it worked out. So I did that after a year and a half. And uh, I always had the idea to, like, move to L.A. I always wanted to pursue on-camera work. So West I ended, I was dating a girl on the cast at the time. I moved back to New York after that, and I was just spending all my money on her. And I remember that relationship ended, and I had absolutely no money. I had nothing. And I was just over in New York, and I was just, I was ready for a change. And I remember calling my mom and dad outside of Starbucks, pretty sure it's like 79th and Broadway. And I was just hysterical. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to be in L.A. I want to be pursuing, you know, on-camera stuff. I know myself, whatever. And I, my, my dad's exact words were like, you have no money. You can't. You know, my, my parents are, you know, they've never just given me anything, which I appreciate. You know, you got to work for shit. So, yeah, I got a job at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Pretty sure it's 47th and Broadway. I remember begging the manager for a job, for a server position. I remember begging him. And he was like, okay, calm down. I'm going to help you. Calm down. Fortunately, that job never came through because my first Disney Cruise Line audition came through. And I remember looking at that, and I was just like, I really don't want to do this, but the money could really help me get to L.A. So I remember I called my dad, and I told him about this, and I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but it can give me all the money, and, and then I can move to L.A. and try to do what I want to do. And my dad was like, that's what I would do. He said, you'd be an idiot not to take advantage of that. So... Yeah, my first audition for Disney Cruise Line, I went in and I sang out there and I specifically remember I just got so lost in the lyrics because you're literally, it's like, you, you want to get somewhere and, you know, what I give, what I dare, and I, I just want to be somewhere, I want to be somewhere else, I want to be out there. And those lyrics really hit me and I started getting really emotional. And I remember, so I sang that and then Ray, who was the casting director at the time, he offered it to me right there. He was like, I don't know if you would want to do this, but like, I'm going to offer this to you right now. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but sometimes I think, especially myself, like you get so lost in your thoughts and you just have to get out of it. You know, because I feel like once you're present, you're fully present and you're, and you're in your body and you're just there, that's when the magic happens. You know, you can plan as much shit as you want. I guess it's the same with life. You know, you can plan everything and have everything mapped out, but it's never going to work out the way you want it to, you know? So it's like I always say it's like have goals and have like really clear goals, but be open to love and come along the way, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Funny enough, so quick, another quick story. Speaking of this, so I got my equity card. I was doing a lab of a musical. It's a month lab. It was called Blue Angel. It was a really, really great creative team. Josh Burgas was the choreographer. Everyone in the cast was on Broadway except me. And But the way I booked that, I went to the audition, I sang my song, whatever, and then there were sides, and they were in German. Now, I don't speak German. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do German, you know? Um, but um, 
And then it was a scene, it was a very, very, very quick scene with four other guys. And it was all, it was like, it's German. I don't speak German. <laughs> you know, so everyone else got the size except me. And then I remember going to the casting director and I said, my agent, you know, never sent me the size. And he looked at me, he handed me the size, and he said, well, this is going to be fun. And then <laughs> I walked in and I, I didn't even have a second to look at these lines. And I just did it. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. No clue. And I got it. <laughs> Once again, I think that point in the story, it just goes back to it's like you can have goals, you can have things like clearly mapped out, but you just gotta be open and sometimes just just go with it, you know? Absolutely, and because all we really have to be is ourselves, right? I mean, people spend so much time trying to be something else or trying to be the right version of this character or whatever, and it's already there, right? Wouldn't you say that whatever whatever it is that you're trying to find is already there? It's just about releasing it? Yeah, and I think it's just being true to you. I think right now I'm still in a transitional phase of my life right now. I, I'm trying to find exactly how to get my feet on the ground uh still in and out of survival jobs and is new york for me is la for me what exactly is my route is it this podcast you know what this thing is you may never know sure my, my, the, the places my mind has gone the amount of times i've said i'm going to give this up i'm not going to do this anymore i'm going to become a personal trainer i'm going to do marketing my mind has jumped all always but at least what I tell myself now is the second I lose that feeling whether it's like booking a job or when I'm on set or the second I lose those butterflies or whatever that that, that feeling is that's when I know I have to move on mm. you know I can think whatever I want about safety stability whatever that means because I don't know what that means but yeah the second that that feeling goes away now then I know I have to move on but it's it's alive and it's it's as strong as ever, I can assure you of that. L.A. is really tough. I think, you know, New York is tough, but L.A. is, yeah, I think New York is definitely more of a community. You know, you have your subways, you're always walking, you, you know, you're, you go to the same audition places, you see the same 30 people, the same casting director, you know, whereas L.A. is like, you're really isolated, and if you don't put forth the effort, you will be isolated. And I've had many talks with, like, my mom, for example, and she said a few times, she's like, you know, maybe it's time to like, like move on or like, you know, find like a, like a full-time job or something. Not saying that like in a, in a bad way, but you know, to see someone like going through ups and downs and this and that, and you know, it's really tough. It is really tough. And schools don't teach that, you know, classes don't teach that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was telling my mom, it's like, even if I wanted to, I can't, like, I just can't, you know, and it's like, especially with this modern family thing that just happens, like, I've tasted it. And now that I've tasted it, I'm going to bust my ass that much harder to get to the next the next place, whatever that is, you know? Hell yeah, man. Um, could you, because I don't even really know, could you sort of walk us through, like, how that even happened? Because we haven't even debriefed on that. Yeah, so there was a Craigslist ad. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, um, modern family. Yes. <laughs> so I've auditioned for this show. So it's a, very, it's a very similar story to West Side. So West Side, I auditioned a total of three times, and then Modern Family a total of three times. So I auditioned for the show once in 2015. They were reading me for three different parts, 
I got all the way down to the end, and I was certain I booked it. Certain I booked it. I did not. Um, and then, yeah, they wound up going with like every other ethnicity but me. <laughs> but the first time they were looking for like a bunch of college frat guys. So, of course, very fitting. Um, so, yeah, that was the first time. And then the last time I went in was about a year ago. Um, I went in and they were looking for, I think it was a gay YouTube like vlogger or a gay YouTuber or something like that. Um, so I went in for that. I got down all the way to the end as well. And they, once again, they wound up with different ethnicity. And then, yeah, literally in August, out of nowhere, literally out of absolutely nowhere, I was working at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, and the casting director himself gave me a phone call. Now, this, his name is Jeff Greenberg. He's multiple Emmy Award uh, winner nominations. He cast uh, uh, Frasier and Cheers and Top Gun and you know really big shows. So for a casting director of his caliber to be personally calling me at like five thirty in the afternoon is a bit odd. But he called me. Um, he told me about this role that was auditioning the following day. The role is of a uh, a realtor. They're looking for a mother and son real estate duo to be Phil Dunphy's, like, competition. The role is slated to be 30 and gay. And they would have the wig department on hand in case they, you know, needed us to get wigs because they're looking for the mom and son to have matching blonde pixie cuts. And they would have apple boxes for us to stand on because they wanted our heights to be similar. So this, once again, this came out of nowhere. So my heart immediately just sank to my asshole. And I was, I was, I was flipping out. I, I just, I just went to a different world. I was so excited. And it's funny because if I would have looked at this role on paper, I would have judged it, and I probably wouldn't even have submitted myself because the first thing my mind would have went to is, oh, like I've seen the show, like I know the type of person they're going to cast. It's not me, you know. Number one, I'm not thirty, and I'm a straight male, and I think there's just so many other people they would go with, not me. You know, mm-hmm. so I was getting ready for that audition Friday morning, and they wound up changing the sides literally like ten minutes before I left. So I quickly printed those out and whatever. I'm just driving, and I, I felt great. It, you know, I've gone in for the show now three times, and just I know exactly the room I'm going to be in. I know what they're going to look like. I know, you know, those are things that are in my control. So I just felt really good. And also, in L.A., like, for the most part, when you audition for these shows, you're actually auditioning on the lot, so, which is such a tease. Right. <laughs> so, for this, so for this, like, you know, you're literally walking by the uh, soundstage where they're shooting the show, and you're going into, like, this little casting office. So I got there, and it was five guys total and five uh, women total. All the guys were completely different. There was one kid that looked just like, he was like a version of me. And everyone else, they were like in their 40s. One guy was in his 50s. And it's funny because the role was slated to be 30. So it just goes to show you that some people just don't, you just never know. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Yeah, so five guys total, five girls total. I'm the first to go in with this really sweet older woman. And I am so nervous and I turn red and I'm sweating 
I'm just so nervous. <laughs> Even though I've done, I've seen these guys before, you know, it's still a big opportunity, so I was nervous. Um, so we went in, we did our thing, and we left, and I was certain I just fucked that up. And I was, I was so pissed. I just kept, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, please, just give me one more chance, one more chance, that's it. So he kept bringing me back in with other women, and very quickly all the other guys were like let go and it was the weirdest audition experience because when i was in the room they kept telling like the women to like you know watch what josh is doing and when josh um, does this hand movement do this and they were like they kept telling the women to watch what josh is doing and then they would send us out in the hallway to rehearse and the older women they were like what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Obviously, they, they like you. What are you doing? And I literally told them, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> I said, because I did. I really had no clue what I was doing. And I said, I'll do whatever you guys want. But I, I'm like, as for me, I have no clue what I'm doing. So I kept going into the room. This was, this lasted a while. And oh, wait. Also, keep in mind, I was standing on an apple box the entire time. <laughs> With every woman, because I wasn't tall enough. So yeah, we just kept doing the scene over, and they gave us adjustments. And you know, the more uh, the more I did it, the more comfortable I got. And I even saw on the table in front of me it was the headshots in like a pyramid formation, and my headshot was at the top, and all the other women were below me. Wow! By the time, like the twentieth time of doing it, I was so comfortable. And I was, like, joking with the director. I, just, I literally felt for the first time that, like, I had a role. And, like, I was just so comfortable. And it's funny because I think looking back on that, I think one thing that made me stand out is that I didn't, like, meet any of these women beforehand. But, like, we went into the room and I made sure to shake each of their hands and say, Hi, Josh, nice to meet you before every single take. As opposed to like jumping into shit and be like, oh my god, I need a job. I, you know, like right. let's let, let's take a second. Like let I, let me meet you first off. We, we both want to get this shit, you know. And uh, yeah, and it just felt really good. And then they said, you know, okay, thanks, whatever. I left. And then literally a half hour later, uh, Jeff Greenberg himself called me on the phone, and I I heard his voice and I knew it. I pulled to the side and he literally he said, Josh. I am so proud of you. <laughs> and I, even even now here, like, just saying that, like, you know, and I, <laughs> I was a wreck. I, I literally almost threw up about, like, five times on the side of the road. And he was just like, you walked in, and, like, we knew you had it. We knew it was you. And I am so proud of you for sticking it out. And I was just a mess. And I literally said to him, I'm like, I am forever grateful to you. I said, I know you hear this all the time, but for, like, a theater actor to really get, like, that first shot, you know? Because it's true. I, you know, you come out here and a lot of people, they judge theater actors, which I don't really understand because I think, you know, you're doing this show eight times a week, 12 times a week. Like, that's where the work is, you know? Right, right. You know, so I went home that night and just, I sat out in my little back porch area and had a nice big old cigar <laughs> had a nice glass of wine and I just was just like what the hell just happened right 
Wow. You know, like, and, you know, and once again, not saying like that means anything. Oh man, that gets me. Um, and it's with anything. It's like, I, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy when you have goals and you have dreams and like you actually just, you make them happen. You know, and it's, and it's 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 not magic. It's not you know this person knew this person. Of course, that stuff happens. But it's like I've gotten into the show twice now, and for whatever reason, my work resonated with them so much that they kept me on file. And to randomly call me out of the blue eight months later means everything to me. It's funny because so when my parents were here, um, we went to a taping of Jimmy Kimmel. And they were interviewing uh, this actor uh, who was, I think, 23. Uh, his name is Noah. I don't remember his last name, but he's in Charlie's Angels right now. 23 years old from Miami. And the taping ended, and my dad goes to me, he's like, man, you know, you really have to know somebody. And I said to him, like, why do you have to know somebody? I said, like, why can't you just work hard, have patience, literally just be so persistent, just be a hard ass, just at it and keep at it and keep at it and at some point something will happen because it has to you know it's like any career you know you don't become a doctor overnight you don't become a whatever overnight and I think it's the same thing with being an actor you know of course it's a very different field and there's no guarantees but if you literally work and the thing is no one wants to see the work and no one wants to accept the work it's the same thing when you go to family events and they say oh so what are you doing now Oh, you know, oh, you're still doing that? Okay, what have I seen? You know, what have I seen you in? Or one of those usual, or, you know, American Idol. Have you thought of that? You know, it's like it's it's just it's the same bullshit. And it's like people don't want to see the work. You know, people just want to see the results. But I've, as I've told myself this past year, like what I'm working towards is way bigger than what I could even imagine, which is great. But I'm gonna have so much fucking patience and persistence while pursuing those goals. You know. Absolutely, man. Wow. But, um, I think, I don't know, I think there's something to be said about, you know, actions do speak louder than words, and a lot of people do speak. Speaking's easy, and and wishing that you can do things, and, ugh, I want to do this now, I wish, wishing and wanting don't do anything. You know, like, you actually have to just do it, you know? Right. I think people sort of prejudge their actions before they even begin. And so they get ahead of themselves and then they end up not even trying. And the point is not to be the best out of the gates. The point is to work consistently every single day on something that is important to you and the results will come. It's funny. I do this too. I've had months where I was amazing at this and I would really like to try to get back into this new year approaching. But literally just writing out attainable goals, drinking a gallon of water, doing 20 minutes of cardio, calling like a relative or a friend or texting someone saying, hope all is well. You know, just little attainable things. That doesn't even have to do with the career, you know? But it definitely goes hand in hand with like your personal growth you know and if you're growing personally in some aspect then professionally that'll that'll you know it all works together drinking a gallon of water that is an attainable goal and if i can do that and that's amazing 
know? Wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you just said, it's it's also about then being proud of yourself for accomplishing even the smallest of attainable goals. Absolutely. Because then you are able to set more goals and be proud of the work that you're doing no matter the scale and then continue to believe in yourself to do more. I don't know. It's, it's, it's so interesting where I was a year ago from where I am now. What was it like? Okay. I guess a little over a year ago when I was still in a relationship. You know, I think I thought I knew myself 100%. And since getting out of my last relationship, I kind of feel like a completely different person. You know, and I don't know, it's just crazy, and it's a nice reminder that, like, you think you know yourself so well, but you don't. Like, you're always evolving, if you allow yourself to, you know, and I'm not dating at the moment, I'm open to anything, but I'm not actively, like, desperately searching, because I feel like then that's forced, you know, so what I do is, like, even, like, in my friendships, and even, like, in, like, when I'm at a restaurant, always to make people feel, like, appreciated, you know, and, like, recognized, and, like, I don't know, I think one thing, especially, that I'm really conscious of, is actually that I'm conscious, I think a lot of people are, are unconscious, and they just don't, they just kind of go through life, and day to day, and, you know, it's another day, whatever, okay, thank you, but I, I really do, and I'm not just saying this for this podcast, like, I really do honestly try to connect with people, and, like, ask, hi, like, how are you, you know, it's even, I think at the end of the day, if you're not a hundred percent confident with yourself how can you ever give to someone and genuinely mm-hmm. you know I think it's funny so the past year and a half has been a, a total journey for me I've struggled tremendously tremendously but I've also grown a lot too and I've learned to like I don't know first and foremost just be happy with me you know I take myself on dates I take myself to you know, I, I, I'm social, I do hang with people, but, like, I really do enjoy, like, going to the movies by myself, taking myself to a nice meal at McDonald's, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I don't know, I think if you're not happy with yourself, and then you'll never be able to give to someone else. I think every relationship that I have been involved with, especially, and I, you know, I don't know if she'll be listening, but especially with Chelsea, like, it was such a special relationship, and she knows how highly I think of her. And I think it's it's you get to a point with certain relationships that you just have to be honest with. You know, some people just want different things, and that's okay. You know, and I think those are the hardest. Those are the hardest breakups. You know, and it's like you genuinely want nothing but amazing things for the other person. And it's just that, you know, I think the biggest lesson I've learned this past year is, like, it's so easy to get lost in your comfort. You know, I think when you remove yourself from your day-to-day and you take, like, a real good look at you, like, are you happy? What do you want to be working on? Like, are there any little of those, like, what if this or what if that are, like, in the back of your head? This past, like, year, year and a half, whatever it's been, it's like, I've been literally, like, just dedicating that to me. And it's okay to be selfish, you know? And for me, at least, like, what's the rush? It's so difficult because, you know, especially with Facebook, Instagram, and all the other bullshit, it's like, everyone's getting married, everyone's happy, everyone's smiling, you know, all these wonder, you know, everyone's, you know, amazing. But, like, there's no rush. You have a whole life. Because I do, you know, like everyone, like, of course I compare. 
you know, but it's like my journey is so different than anyone else's. And then on the other side, people can look at me or whatever I perceive on social media. They're like, oh my God, wow, I wish I had what he has. But it worked. you know, everyone always wishes what they didn't have and, you know, all that stuff, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it is an individual process. It really is. What do I want? Who do I want to be? How do I achieve that? And how do I do it without hurting anybody and preferably without hurting myself? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's get to Sharon's closing question. So the first question I have for you is, what is one word you would use as a synonym for love? I would say connection. Awesome. Next question. What is one aspect of your personality you are proud of and one that you want to improve? I, I'm really proud of my drive and my persistence. You can tell me whatever you want. I can go through whatever shit I'm going through. But if I want to attack something or achieve something, I'm going to do it. Like there's a bucket acid that's happened. If there's something I can improve with myself, it is to calm down. I get so anxious, and recently I get I get really anxious at random times. I think I just sometimes my thoughts get ahead of me, but I think I can continue to work on just slowing down and just taking it a day at a time. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Next and last question. What are three defining words that make up a man? Um, let me think. Someone that's passionate... Someone that listens and someone that is just open and is just able to accept people through there. Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you so much, Josh, for hey, joining thank you, me. Thank you. Why are you thanking me? Thank I know you're a very busy and wealthy man now. Uh, yeah. I'm wealthy and <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. But, yes, you are, man. Uh, well, yeah. This is well, great. Thank it, you. it really was. Thanks Thanks so much, man. I, I really appreciate you, you taking the time for this. Let me see. Okay, see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks so much for listening. This is another episode of Sharing Feelings. Talk to you soon.